0: Our marks and Clive into uh, Ramatibela. Are you there? Good morning.
1: Well, I thought I thought was the capital, and then yesterday, two nil down, low shedding. Oh, God! Come back, gold, color season. This is a new technology. Low shedding. <laughs>
0: You know, Clive, in the words of our head coach, uh, Steve Compella, I would like to uh, just say to you that adversity is the breakfast of champions. And, you know, maybe you can acquaint yourself with that at some point. But uh, moving straight along uh, to the markets, they're looking at Asian stocks there, they rose, and that followed a rebound in global shares amid optimism over the American economy.
1: So we started to see the asian markets actually pick up very strongly following that particular strength technique. and also whats happened is that we realized something that is very important obviously is the fact that when the equities obviously uh return back into 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 a um and uh, into, into selling or into buying in a total factor you start seeing the currencies in the emerging markets starting to feel the pinch and, it, and it's, it's quite interesting because it started happening really quickly uh, by midday yesterday. Um, if you look at the dual listed companies on the JSE, they started doing relatively well because of the strength of the dollar obviously and so we, we are, it was very, very interesting and I, I, what I saw actually with the companies that it did do well is uh, most of them are the ones that export in actual fact. Uh, the companies that exports to uh, the Americas. So that, those are the companies that did really, really strongly yesterday. Uh, and early hours of this morning as well, in the Asian market, they did very, very well. So very interesting time, Sakina. Um, have we reached the bottom out? Is, it, is the cycle finished? No, because those commodity prices are still, unfortunately, under pressure.
0: Mm. Uh, Japanese stocks, uh, they looking good. they advanced, ascending uh, sending the topics towards an eight-year high, Clive. And uh, this has the weaker yen-boosted earnings prospects.
1: We do know, certainly so not very well, that when the yen goes weaker, what happens is that because the majority of the companies that sit on the topics are companies that are Japanese based and that obviously export, you know, like the motor companies, we are talking about Honda, talk about Toyota and the like. So what happened was, obviously the yen did weaken and what's interesting, optimism returned back into the market, which is, which is fantastic for the Japs because obviously uh, the recent economic data shows that They've recovered slightly. Uh, uh, the deflation is still there, but it, it, it's controlled. It's under control. So, the, the actually, one of the commentators just said mentioning that, you know, economics, whether you liked it or whether you didn't, but it has somehow brought back some stability to the Japanese market, and it's, it's continued to influence the economy. So, very, very good stuff that's taking place. You know, I think I think what the best thing that to, to, to take out of it is the fact that. Um, two things. One is exports have increased in, Japanese, in, the, in the Japanese economy, uh, which is very really good for them. Uh, as a very strong manufacturing com- uh, country. And then the second thing is that the stocks that are doing well are really doing well at the back of the weaker yen. So uh, it means that the central bank, the BOJ, is doing very well in controlling uh, both the, infl- uh, the deflation uh, and also making sure that the interest rates are kept into a capital will allow business activity to continue in that country. I think, I think those are the two factors that have helped. Economics, Of course, of course, we can also include the fact that they've been pumping lots of money into into these companies for them to be doing well. So, well done to the Japs there, and well done to the Corsi fan there, uh, Mr. Avi. <laughs> I'm sure that pains you.
0: And our Thursday investment theme for today is uh, fixed income funds.
1: Yeah, you know, some people don't like to take risks, Akina. You know, I know those people who um, just to, to spend a little bit into into a risk. Uh, uh orientated uh, portfolio uh, they don't want to use their initial capital so fixed income funds are designed um, uh, by virtue to make sure that you protect your capital uh, they manage the risk very very conservatively which means that the guys don't expose you to a lot of um, uh, unnecessary um, uh, equity 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 related stocks so what they will do therefore is that they will go back to the bank and try and create a um, and negotiate on a bulk purchase so that their bank can guarantee some of the returns that they will be putting that money into. So if you've got a hundred thousand or whatever the case may be, they'll say right, for this period of time, this is how much I need to buy interest. And so they make sure that that's why this is, it's a fixed income. So it means that that money it will be fixed for that period of time the income, whether it be by interest or by value, um, it will remain that way uh, to protect the capital, the initial capital that has been put down. It's a very nice way to put money in if you're saving towards university and you don't want to have any volatility in the market to disturb your savings. So, those are the kind of funds that we, we, we find in the market today and they're very, very cheap as well. So, if you want to spend, if you don't like spending money, you can look at fixed income funding. So, very nice strategy to adopt. i
0: <laughs> may I suggest uh, may I suggest what you can have for breakfast this morning? Please tell me. <laughs>
1: Adversity.
0: <laughs> Go and build some character for your team there. <laughs> and that was our market endless Clive